gentlemen, welcome to Oral Presentations Podcast. This is episode 97 and it's called, No Way This Many Kids Would Have Even Survived a Plane Crash, Lord of the Flies by William Golding Part 1. COVID-19 has gotten all up inside me, so we'll end the show like we started it, a sick hack who needs a robot voice to do most of the funny parts. Hope you're having a good day and thanks for listening to the show. Lord of the Flies by William Golding, Part 1, Chapter 1. Our story begins. We are following a kid. He is wearing school clothes. His name is Ralph, but we don't know that yet. And he's climbing down some rocks. He's on like half a mountainside. He's going on down to a lagoon. Now, Ralph is physically built at like a strong little kid. He could run all day, probably do more pull-ups than you think. As Ralph is going down the mountain, down towards the lagoon... He passes some trees and brush, and then the trees and brush yell at him because there's a kid stuck in there. The kid's like, hey, let me get some help here. Yo, I'm stuck. Can I just get some hand? Give me one hand. Let me get out there. I'll come on down to the lagoon with you. Ralph helps the kid out, and then the two kids now make it down to the lagoon. A little bit of dialogue. Hey, we were in a plane crash. Pilot's dead. Got to be some other kids on this island. The kid who was stuck is like, are you telling me there's no adults? And Ralph hits him with a flat nope. And then the other kid's like, none? And Ralph is like, I am talking no grown-ups. Check this out. And then Ralph busts out a headstand in celebration. Now, the kid who was stuck then asks Ralph what his name is. And this is when in the book that we learn that Ralph's name is Ralph. That's the whole conversation. Ralph does not do the customary ask the other kid his name thing, and the other kid is really waiting for it. There's just kind of silence. The other kid's kind of got his his feelings are hurt. And then after that half conversation, Ralph gets up and starts going towards the water. The other kid gets up and follows Ralph towards the water, just trying to make conversation. You know, maybe he's in his head about that first line didn't go great, and he's like, hey, have you seen any other kids? Ralph doesn't even break stride. He just says, looking for, doesn't even look over his shoulder. He just, no, barks a no up into the air. Other kid behind him is like, hey, real quick, can you slow down? I got asthma, and also my glasses are fogging up. I'm not good at high speeds. It's not my best mode. Can you slow it on down for me? Ralph kind of slows up, turns half around, and then crushes this other kid with an asthmar joke. Instead of asthma, he just turns around and hits him with like a, a hard cafeteria asthmar. You know, so this is how this island's going so far. Now, both kids make it to the edge of the lagoon water. Now, the beach looks like your standard lagoon, what you would think of. Peter Pan, Leonardo DiCaprio movie, The Beach. You got a lagoon going on here. There's coconuts all over the place. There's palm trees. And this is when Ralph gets naked out of nowhere. Just all the way naked and then runs down to the water. Doesn't ask anybody anything doing that. He starts putting sand on himself. I don't know. And then he hits a naked handstand as he's, as he's like going towards the lagoon water. Finally, Ralph calms down from all that and then comes back and sits, and sits next to the other kid. All right. Now the two kids sitting talking. Ralph is still nude. Other kids like, hey... Uh, Ralph, we should probably get a list of names going, you know? Ralph just hits him back with an um Ralph again. 
silence. And then the other kid's like, great. Well, hey, I don't care what you call me. Just uh, do me a favor. Don't call me this mean nickname they had back at school for me. I hated it. They used to call me Piggy. Don't call me that. You can call me anything else under the sun. I, whatever you want to do. Just don't call me that, okay? Naked Ralph gets up and starts just peppering him with piggies. Piggy, 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 piggy. Hits a headstand. Comes back. Piggy, 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 piggy. This is not going well for Piggy. He used to be anonymous, and now he has brought the worst nickname he had back in school onto this desert island when it did not have to be here at all. Things have already gone awry for Piggy. This is not great. But to try to calm Ralph down, Piggy hits him with like a, ha-ha, good laugh, good laugh, and then tags it with like, all right, just don't tell other kids about it, okay? It's all right. Just don't tell the other kids. If we find other kids, I cannot be having that here. I don't know why I brought it up. After this, Ralph and Piggy then walk down to the Lagoon Beach area full of fallen palm trees. It's sort of like a natural congregating place. If there are other kids that make their way down to the lagoon, they'll probably come over to this place. Because all the fallen palm trees sort of function as park benches. So, as they're at the new palm tree park bench spot, Ralph then goes to jump into the lagoon to see what's going on with the water. Water's hot. Island's tropical. It's hot all the time. Ralph's having a good time. Piggy then surveying the area is like, all right, whatever. Takes his clothes off, then goes in the water. Ralph then makes fun of him for the asthma again, hits him with another hard-ass mar. It's just the two of them, so Ralph's just making himself laugh at this point, I guess. To change the subject, Piggy's like, hey, real quick, my dad's in the Navy. You know, he may come rescue us. What does your dad do? Ralph's like, my dad's dead. I used to live with my aunt and eat a lot of candy. Anyway, when's your dad coming to pick us up? And Piggy's like, ah, probably as soon as he can. All right, now Ralph is half asleep floating in this warm water now, and then he hits Piggy with like, okay, well then how does how does your dad know we're here? And then Big P's like, they tell him at the airport, dude. They, he, he would know that we're here. And then Ralph's like, didn't you hear what the pilot said before our plane crash happened? The pilot was screaming about atomic bombs going off everywhere. It's the end of the world, man. Everybody's dead. It's just us on this island. They're all dead. And Piggy's like, what do you mean they're all dead? Ralph's like, yeah, we're on an island. We may be here until we die now. Everybody else is dead. This, this is a lot of news for Big P to hear at this point. So he starts tearing up a little bit. Ralph then kind of barks at him to get it. Ralph's like, yeah, get my clothes. And P goes over and gets Ralph's clothes. Both kids finally put some pants on. Okay, you got a situation here. Let's see. Let's deal with it, guys. Ralph, not looking to plan too much, immediately starts taking a nap here. Piggy's sort of half talking to him, and he's like, hey, man, we got to get organized. We got to find some other kids, make a list, get it going, okay? Ralph smiles and then looks over. Something catches his eye, and he's like, what's that over there? He points to a big shell. It's the size of a football, and it's over by some rocks. Piggy's like, that's a conch shell. My aunt had one of those. My uncle used to blow into it. It was real loud all the time. It was pretty cool. Ralph skips over, goes and picks up the conch shell. As he's picking it up, Piggy, just trying to be helpful, shouts over to him, careful, they're pretty delicate. Ralph hits him with a shut up, real hard. Piggy gives it a beat, and he's like, that actually does look cool. 
hey, we could use that to call the others, you know? You could blow into it to call the others. And Ralph's like, well, how do you play this thing? And Piggy's like, well, when I saw my uncle do it, you got to breathe into your diaphragm, and then you purse your lips. You ever been in band? You play, like, woodwind instruments ever? Just, just give it a whack. Just breathe from your stomach. You'll be okay. Ralph gives it a few tries. Finally plays the conch, and it is very loud. After the initial conch blast, one kid pops up out of the forest almost right away and comes over to sit with the other two. After that, another kid shows up, and this is a smaller boy. Piggy asks the fourth kid, smaller boy, Hey, man, what's your name? Little kid's like, Hey, my name's Johnny. Now, in the forest, having heard the conch, more kids are making their way over to Ralph and Piggy. Ralph keeps honking on the conch, calling more kids over who survived the plane crash. We got a pair of twins that show up. Piggy gets their names, Sam and Eric. But as that conversation's going, like the twins show up and Piggy's like doing the meet and greet where he comes down and like, hey, what's your name? They're like, Sam and Eric, Ralph, Kenny G, jumps into that conversation in like the triangle space where a third person would come in to have like nice conversation. Oh, he just come, he comes in with a conch honk to break up that conversation. It kills. Sam and Eric are laughing. Piggy's upset. Ralph's still honking on the conch. All right. At this, a marching line of children start walking up here. Now, they're in formation, and they're all similarly dressed in, like, black uniforms with a black cap, and all of them have a little bit of silver on their cap, except for the one in front, who's the biggest of the kids. He's got a little bit of gold on his hat. He's the marching leader. And as they get up to Ralph and Piggy, the marching leader calls Holt. He then looks up at Ralph, who's got the conch, and he's like, who's got the trumpet? Is that the trumpet? Are you blowing on that thing? Ralph's like, yeah, I got it. It's mine. The marching leader, uh, he looks like the bad, this is an old reference, but Children of the Corn for like the, I don't know, it was like 1992. It was like a way back horror movie. It's a fun watch now because it's so slow and you could fall asleep to it. And it's not really scary unless you live in like the Midwest. It just can't get you. The same way that, like, Jaws doesn't scare you if you don't live on the ocean. Shark can't eat you on land. If there's no cornfields, there's no there's no little kid colt going to kill me. Anyway, this marching band leader looks like the bad kid from Children of the Corn. He's tall. He's got red hair. He's got freckles. He's big enough to be a problem. Like, him and Ralph are equally sized, but just different builds. This marching band leader's got more of, like, a long like an Anderson Silva build, and Ralph is more like a Sean Shirk. That's like an old one, like a small wrestler. Ralph's more like a Matt Hughes type. I don't know. Anyway, you couldn't really pick them in a fight. They could fight each other, and it could go either way. Anyway, so this is the, this is the marching band leader who shows up. And he's like, yeah, who's got the trumpet? And he showed up with a bunch of dudes with him. Sort of a tense encounter here, and then one of the kids from the line just fall, just passes out. It's a tropical island. He's making everybody... They, they got a march in formation in heavy clothes. One kid just passes out, right? To which another kid in line is like, Maridu, help! And this is when we find out that the uh, the marching leader, uh, his name is Jack Maridu. So at this, Maridu, after the kid passes out, Maridu says to Ralph, like, yo, you are there any grown-ups here? One of, somebody, one of my friends just passed out. Ralph's like, no, dude. And Piggy's like, no grown-ups which is why we called a meeting. Welcome, my name is Peggy. Don't worry about that, actually. We're working on a new name for me. 
I am actually getting everybody's name. What is your name? This is when we learned that Jack Maradu's name is Jack Maradu. Piggy's like, sounds great. Let me get some other names in here. Let me get some other names. He goes up to the rest of the, like the, the guys that came up with Maradu. And as he's going up to meet these people, Maradu just tell he looks over at Piggy. He's like, shut up, fatty, right? And everybody laughs, right? To which Ralph checks Maradu. And he's like, hey, his name's not fatty. It's Piggy. And everybody starts laughing. That's even worse, right? This is not going well for the boy who started trapped in some trees at the beginning of this story. After this happens, Piggy takes a beat, cleans his glasses, and just goes back to getting everybody's name. You know, he's like, maybe they'll forget it. I don't know. I'm getting names. Dude, I'm doing my job. Leave me alone. We find out that the kid who fainted, his name is Simon. He's a little bit smaller. We also got a kid named Maurice who's big but a little bit smaller than Maradu. So Maurice is like a lieutenant. Like we got Ralph and Jack who are like the big dudes. Maurice is like a little bit smaller. Simon's very petite, but he's not that small. So Piggy is like, hey, we should probably vote for a chief. You know, we got enough people here. Looks like we got a group. Let's vote for chief. Jack Maradu is like, I should be chief. I can sing C uh, sharp. That's his number one why I should be chief thing. To which Piggy says, Ralph should be chief. He found the conch. That's why we're all here. Ralph should be chief. Some other kid is like, well, fine, let's do a vote. Ralph then, Ralph actually calls the vote, which I felt like when I read this, it was like, you're definitely controlling the election, Ralph, but all right. So Ralph stands up with a conch and he's like, all right, who wants this guy Jack for chief? And, like, the guys that came up with Jack Maradu are like, I think it's a good idea, but there's only, like, six or eight of them. And then Ralph's like, all right, well, who wants me? And then everybody else raises their hand. And Ralph's like, all right, I'm chief. Jack, you're in charge of your guys. Also, how do you guys know each other? What's with the uniforms? And Jack's like, we're the choir. That's the C-sharp thing. We are the choir. There was a choir on a plane. These are our surviving members. That's why I said the C-sharp thing. And so Ralph's like, okay, well, you're not chief, but you can be in charge of the choir. What do you want him to be? And Jack Maradu gives it a second. He's like, we're hunters. Okay. Ralph's like, all right, well, sounds good. We got to make sure that we're on an island. That's our first order of business here. Me and two others, we're going to go up to the top of this place to check. It'll be me. Jack, you can come with. You're pretty big. And then we'll bring Simon, the kid who passed out. Why not? We'll see if you can make it up the mountain. Sounds good. Jack's into it. Takes out a knife. Slams it into a tree. All right. To which Piggy is like, hey, wait. Actually, I'll come up to the top of the mountain, too. That sounds good. Jack looks around or looks back at Piggy from where he just stabbed into a tree and tells him to shut up. Okay, so Ralph, Jack, and Simon get up and begin scaling the island mountain. Piggy tags along behind, uninvited, but he's like, I want to go up there, dude. As they're starting to go up the mountain, I'm sorry, the three kids are going up to the top of this mountain to the highest vantage point on what they believe is an island to be able to double check to make sure they're on an island here. And they don't want Piggy to come. As they're starting to go back up this mountain, which is the original place that Ralph was coming down where he first met Piggy going down to the lagoon, as the three-pack going up the top of the mountain, Piggy's about to come with. Ralph turns around. He's like, Piggy, you cannot come with us, dude. 
To which Peggy like kind of pulls Ralph aside and he's like, dude, why did you tell them my name is Peggy? What is, I said, don't do that. That's the one thing I said. Don't tell them that that's my name. You could have called me anything else. And it's like, now everybody's calling me that. And Ralph sees that Peggy's hurt, but he's like, look, it's better to be called Peggy than fatty. Okay. Now go ahead and take, go back there and take names. Go do your job. All right. Get out of my face. Ralph's pretty mean to Peggy. So then Peggy goes back to the palm tree park bench area and then the other three continue up the mountain now ralph jack and simon have a pretty good time going up the side of this mountain ralph's having such a good time that he hits another headstand on the way up now the island itself is half forest half rock and then at the bottom i mean if we're going to describe an elevation so hack island with a mountain in the middle let's say right okay so half that mountain is rock other half is trees down below by like the rock side sort of in between the rock and the trees place is the lagoon further out into sea they you could see a coral reef but none of the kids are strong enough to be able to swim there also this is in the book a decent amount in the first chapter the rock on the island a lot of it is pink rock and then i i looked up what pink rock is i, I was gonna guess quartz that's not true Pink rock is felt is usually feldspar. I don't know. I looked that up. So if anybody ever asks that ever comes into play in your life, and they're like, "What kind of rock is pink?" It's also very common in the Earth's crust. So pink rock feldspar. Anyway, trio of boys make their way up the mountain on the rock side. They get to a plateau. All three of them are pretty scratched up. They didn't really think about it. They're pretty excited to go out and be exploring. At this stopping little little rest point, Ralph is like, we should make a map. And Simon, the smallest of the group, is like, we don't have any paper. Ralph turns to Simon and flinches him pretty hard like he was going to fight him. And then Ralph's like, all right, let's keep moving. The three then come to a small Indiana Jones-style boulder, and it's directly in the path where they need to climb up to get to the top of the mountain here. So the three of them work together, to throw this Indiana Jones boulder down the mountain. Now, it's not as big as the one in, in Indiana Jones, obviously, because it's three little kids, but they have to work together and plan out what angle to push it at together. Using teamwork, it's kind of like a bonding activity. They eventually get it done. They throw it on down the mountain, and then the three of them celebrate for about five minutes straight. They're hyping each other up. They're like, that was like a bomb. It was so cool to watch fall. Ralph probably had a number of headstands in there. And after the boulder, uh, the boulder problem solved, the three of them make it easily up to the top of the mountain. There's a pretty good view from the top. Again, they see the island. There's pretty much nothing else to see from up there. There's no boats. They get a clear view of that coral reef, but again, the coral reef is far enough away from the actual island, lagoon area that nobody can, can swim there. And there's no boats. They see nothing. But at least they got up there, and now they know for sure that they are on an island. After they look around for a little bit, Ralph says, this belongs to us now. Jack then points down uh, at the, it's like a half, it's like a little bit in between like the rock and tree area, but on the other side from the lagoon, he's like, that's where we landed. He points out the plane crash site. It's like half in the forest. Ralph comments and says, I don't see any village smoke or boats. I think we are on an uninhabited island, guys. And Jack says, well, we'll hunt to eat, and then uh, people will come and rescue us. And bringing up hunting 
reminded Simon that he's hungry, so he hits a, yo, I'm actually pretty hungry right now. To which Ralph says, okay, well, this was fun. Let's go ahead and hoof it on back. Now, on the way back, the trio walk up to a small pig on the way back to the lagoon to tell everybody about what they found, right? And Jack had just talked about hunting, and he's already stabbed the tree like two times. This kid's, I guess he's pretty excited to kill something. So on the way back, the three of them come up on this small pig, which is trapped in the underbrush. Jack does pull his knife out, holds it up right above the pit, and but he hesitates when he's got it up and he's about to bring it down on the pig. Hesitates for a second. Pig gets out of the underbrush, escapes. Jack's just sitting there. Ralph and Simon start laughing at Jack for not being able to get it done. And Jack's like, I was just thinking about where to stab it. I was thinking about where to stab it. And Ralph's like, why'd you wait? You just stick it. You just got to stick it, but you can't think about it too much. And Jack gets kind of serious. He was like, I was choosing a place to stab it next time. And then he turns over, he's got his knife, and he slams his knife into a tree. And that's the end of chapter one. Chapter 2. Alright, Ralph hits the conch for a night meeting. Alright, decent number of kids around now. Let's settle in for the first night here. Let's get it together. Now, during the day, the kids just naturally separated into big and little kids. Just how they hung out with each other. And those factions become known amongst the kids as the big ones for the big guys and the little ones for the little ones. Now, after Ralph blows the conch, everybody stands around him, he gets going. He's like, what's up? We are on an island. There are no other people here. Jack butts in. He's like, all right, me and the choir are the army. We're called hunters. The island has pigs, and we are going to kill some of them. Ralph is then like, all right, we also have no grown-ups, so we got to take care of ourselves. If somebody wants to speak in any meeting, including this one... You gotta raise your hand, then you'll be past the conch. That means it's your turn to speak. Raise hand, get conch, say words. No words if you don't have the conch. And at this, Piggy raises his hand for the conch. He then receives the conch. And he's like, nobody knows where we are. We don't know when a rescue will show up. Thank you everybody for your time. And then sits back down, passes the conch back. Ralph takes the conch and he's like, Yes, like I said, nobody knows when we'll be rescued. Nobody knows where we are. Totally stealing what Piggy said there. But we are going to have a good time until some grown-ups come get us. Now after this, one of the Lillans is then pushed forward by the other Lillans. They all they, they just kind of hang out together and they don't really like speaking that much so they they push the, they push forward like the bravest one they got. Right? Now this one has like a birthmark on his face and he comes out to the middle but he's so small but he goes and he reaches for the conch, right? 
as he reaches for the conch because he's going to say something, everybody starts laughing at the little one with the face. They just start laughing at him, right? He, he goes back. He's like, I can't be doing this, right? Piggy jumps in to moderate. He leans down to hear what the little one has to say. Little one whispers to Piggy, and then Piggy goes and tells the group, okay, this guy wants to know what anybody is prepared to do about the big snake in the woods. We have a big snake in the woods, apparently. Needs to be dealt with. Ralph immediately comes back, and he's like, there are no snakes here, okay? There's only snakes in other parts of the world. This kid's lying. Piggy's like, okay, this kid says it tried to eat him. I think we have a snake here that we should maybe deal with. And Ralph's like, he was dreaming. He had a nightmare. There's no snakes on this island. And Piggy's like, he says there is one and it tried to eat him. And then it went up in the trees. Ralph's getting kind of upset now. He's like, there is no giant snake. Jack jumps in. Steals the conch and is like, there is no snake here. But if there is, when we go hunting, we will kill it. Silence for a second. Ralph screams, but there is no beast. Silence. Everybody's kind of weird that Ralph just showed way too much emotion for no reason. I don't know what that was about. We're just dealing with an issue. There's a pause on the action. Ralph's still holding the conch. Bringing it on back from alienating his audience real quick. And he's like, okay, one more thing. Sorry about that screaming thing. Uh, The Queen of England has maps of every island in the world. Therefore, sooner or later, we will be rescued. Whole crowd, applause break. That was a good good saver line, Ralph. Whole crowd's back with you. Even Jack's clapping. Ralph continues and he's like, we can help them find us. We must make a fire to signal any possible rescue boats. Crowd goes wild. Meeting breaks up at the idea of lighting stuff on fire. All the kids start going up to the mountain along the forest. One, they need to be along the forest to find kindling to start the fire. But two, they're going up the mountain to start the fire on the top of the mountain for the best kind of signaling possible in the event of a rescue boat. This leaves just Piggy and Ralph in the park bench palm tree area together. And Piggy tries to do like a, he like leans into Ralph to like get like a eh, comment going. So Piggy leans into Ralph and he's like, bunch of little kids running off, you know. Ralph leaves silence, doesn't say anything. And then bolts to catch up with the other kids. God, Piggy is taking L's, dude. Conversation's tough. All right, the kids find a clearing. It's about half, it's like uh, three quarters of the way up the mountain. It's perfect for a fire. And they all go into the forest after they find this clearing area, like three quarters of the way up the mountain to go find wood to burn to be able to get this fire going, get a boat going, get off this island. Now, Ralph, Jack, and Simon, the trio who originally went up the mountain together, they reform their Triforce and they bring Maurice in on the action. And all four of them work together to be able to collect the best wood they can find together. That four-pack, they get a big log together. As it falls in the pile, Ralph hits a headstand again. That's more teamwork going on there with the four of them creating alliances. Oh, also, by the way, I don't know how this book 
goes. I'm, I'm reading it as I'm doing this because I want to be surprised with it as I do these summaries. So I'm trying to point out, I try to keep in mind like what kids are working together early because I don't know how this book goes, but I know that it's famous for like little kids being bad. So just for the point, I don't know how this is going to develop, but we're pretty early on here in chapter two, Ralph Jack Simon, Maurice, Ralph Jack Simon, especially is an alliance. We may need to look at how it develops as it moves forward. Anyway, so Ralph Jack Simon plus Maurice, four-pack, big log together. They're going crazy. Ralph's handstanding all over the place. Now, the a pile of wood is ready to be able to be made into a fire for signaling a boat. Nobody has thought about how we're lighting this fire, though. Ralph looks up, and he's like, Has anybody got any matches? Piggy finally makes it up the mountain to the group, holding the conch, you know? The guy, you got to respect the rules. As Ralph sees Big P walk up the mountain, he screams at him, Piggy, do you have any matches? Right? And then Simon is like, use his glasses. So, Jack Maradu runs over to Piggy, snatches his glasses off his face, and then Ralph uses them to light the fire. It's small at first, but the flame gets higher quickly. Ralph then gives Piggy back his glasses. Fire gets huge. Ralph starts screaming, we got to put more wood on it. All the kids scatter to go find more branches and logs to keep it going. It's fun burning. It's a, burning a campfire is the most fun part of camping. This probably was a really good time for these kids in this fiction book. But anyway, fire's cranking. Everybody's tired now. They've been burning stuff for a while. Piggy's like, hey, real quick, I think in the future we should be smarter about the fire. There's not a whole lot of smoke coming off this. And we should think about how to keep it burning throughout the day because we don't know when a boat may or may not come come by, you know? Jack's like, shut up. You didn't even help. And Piggy's like, actually, technically, Jack, my glasses were used, and uh, which then caused the fire to begin with. That is a very important part of this fire burning process. So I'm just saying, on paper, I certainly did help. Jack's like, shut up. Piggy's like, hey, I got the conch, dude. Only I talk. Stop telling me to shut up. Jack's like, conch rule does not count on the mountain. Conch rule is only lagoon law, dude. We are on the mountain now. Totally different jurisdiction. Ralph comes up and takes the conch from Piggy. Ralph's like, all right, all right. Everybody settle down. Conch law, lagoon law, whatever. Jack takes the conch from Ralph and is like, Ralph is right. We should all settle down. Also, me and my hunters will keep the fire going during the day. We'd love this job. We'll be good at it. And we will also keep a lookout for rescue ships. Ralph snatches the conch back from Jack and is like, This is great. Hunters are going to do the fire. We will be rescued eventually. Piggy then grabs the conch from Ralph and he's like, That's what I said. And then Jack, and then Jack, you told me to shut up. And Jack's like, shut up. Piggy's like, quiet, kind of crushed. And then everybody laughs at him, you know? But then Piggy takes a beat and he catches something out of the corner of his eye. And he starts laughing. But not along with the people who are laughing at him. It's a very strange, like, timing thing where the kids laugh at him. And then they see that Piggy's pretty sad. And then Piggy starts laughing on his own while he's looking at something else. Kids are like, what the hell is going on here? 
Piggy starts cracking up because he's looking down at the half of the island that is all trees, not the rocky pink crag part. The tree, the whole mountain on that side has smoke coming out of it. The kid, the, the flames began to like they begin to envelop a large portion of the island forest, completely unchecked. The kids have lit the whole island on fire. Now the kids start going wild celebrating that they've lit the island on fire. And Piggy's like, this is a terrible idea. We're going to burn up all our wood. Yeah, you got your small fire all wet. All right, way to go, guys. Jack jumps in, hits Piggy with another shot up, right? To which Piggy's like, yo, I got the conch. Ralph, I got the conch, right? This guy's telling me to shut up. I got the conch. Tell him to shut up. Ralph's like, what? And then Piggy's like, I just said, I got the conch, dude. We got also, we got to like make shelters down at the lagoon beach. We set the whole island on fire. We're being reckless. Let's go make some shelters by Lagoon Beach. Let's calm it on down for the night. We got to be smart. Also, hey, what happened to that little kid? Remember the little one with the snake thing? Where did he go? Everybody looks around. That little one, the one who's, who initially proposed that, like, there's a snake monster in there. We should care about it. And it made Ralph kind of mad. After this fire, and half of the island's on fire, nobody's kept track of him. We don't know where that little one went to. Nobody really says anything. I'm not sure if he died in that fire or not. That's the end of chapter two. Chapter three. Jack Maradou and his hunters, a.k.a. choir friends, are out hunting pigs. Now, enough time has passed from the initial plane crash till now that Jack's hair has grown, lo- has grown long and unkempt. And everybody looks, all the kids look like they've been on a desert island for about a month now. Now, Jack is crouched in tents because they've only eaten island fruit so far. Jack and his hunters have not killed a pig the entire time they've been there, and it's been more than a month. Jack gets up. He thinks he's got a beat on a pig, throws a spear, misses. Pig dashes out from the forest and runs away from the hunters. At this, Ralph shows up. Jack's frustrated, and he's like, hey, you got any water? Now, Ralph walked up sipping on half a coconut with some water in it. So he's like, yeah, dude, actually, here you go. Have, have some water, bro. And Ralph's like, by the way, you'll never get this done, dude. This is a total waste of time. And he tags it with, also, I've been down there working for two days on shelters. I've got two shelters made. It's just been me, and I've been working with Simon all day. You know, you guys are out here doing this. It doesn't even do anything for us. We're going to need shelters. How about you guys come on down and help, help you know. You guys are up here wasting your day the whole time. And I gave you some of the water from my coconut because I didn't want to come up here and get in a fight with you. But I'm pretty upset that you're up here just wasting your whole day. I'm down there making shelters by myself, dude. At least come down and make some braided rope or something. You're killing me. We've been here for like a month, dude. Just eat fruit. Enough with this stuff. So Jack's like, all right. Then call a meeting and get everybody in line, okay? It's not just us who aren't helping you build. We're up here at least doing something. Everybody else is in the water. Go yell at them. I'm actually trying to get something done up here. And Ralph's like, Jack, you know if I call a meeting, kids would say, kids will come, and then they'll say shit like, we should build a television. And then after the meeting breaks up, they'll work for five minutes, and then everybody will scatter away. You know this. And Jack's like, I'm hunting. We need meat. And Ralph's like, well, are you going to help me with the shelters? And Jack says, we need meat. 
I'm going to put barbs on these spears so if I hit a pig with one, it doesn't fall out. Ralph's like, you haven't killed anything yet. Dude, you're not going to kill anything. I'm just saying we need shelter help, man. And Jack's like, we will kill a pig. And Ralph's like, I I'm, I know you. Look, I got faith in you. That's fine. But I know it's going to rain. And I know we're going to need shelters. And Jack's like, I'm hunting. All right. At this point in time... Ralph is like, look, I'm not just getting on you about the shelters because of the rain, okay? The little ones are having nightmares. They can't sleep. They're starting to cry all the time. So we need shelters so it feels more like home so the little ones can sleep. Is that all right? That's the real reason we need shelters, man. And Jack's like, that's great. I need to get a pig first. Ralph's like, fine. As long as you and your hunters keep the fire going like you promised, knock yourselves out up here. I'll keep building shelters by myself, okay? Now, at this, Jack's eyes snap over in the direction of the fire. And Ralph's like, what? what uh, what's going on? What's up? And Jack's like, up there. That makes shade. I bet the pigs hide in the shade during the day like cows at home. And Ralph's like, dude, I thought you saw a ship. You just turned your head like I saw a ship and we're going to get rescued, excited. And you're, are you even listening to me? You're just thinking about pigs the whole time. You didn't even... You, have you hit one yet? I'm... I, look, I don't want to argue. I just... I thought I saw... I thought you, you saw a shit, bro. Okay? All you're talking about is hunting, but you don't kill anything. I work all day on huts. You guys come back, and you don't even notice them. Okay? You don't even say anything about how nice the huts are. At this, everybody says, all right, and then they walk on down back to the camp together. The hunters do not come help with the shelter. They all go in the water to relax. No work or help at all. At this, Ralph's not working on the shelters anymore. Little guy Simon's like, I'm not working on the shelters. What am I going to work alone? Nobody's going to do this. Simon quits, walks into the forest. Now, Simon is small and skinny, but he still counts as a big one. He's at like the small end of the big one spectrum. So Simon goes into a forest and approaches like a semi-secret area where the little ones hang out. Because again, the kids have split up in physical size more or less. So like there's a part of the forest where the little ones are. And they spend most of the day trying to find fruit, but they're too small to really climb trees. So Simon quit shelter work, was done dealing with the drama, walks in, knows where all the little ones hang out, and he uses his size, compared to the little ones, to help out the little ones, and he's like, hey, what's up, guys? He starts climbing the fruit trees, and he's passing down some good fruit to the little ones, because the little ones eat whatever fruit they have available to them, so they usually have stomach problems because they're eating ripe fruit all the time. Simon knows this. He doesn't want to hear the big ones argue. He goes in, it's time to, you know, he's serving fast food over there, just trying to calm down, help the little ones out a little bit. That's the end of chapter three. Chapter four. At this point in time, the kids are into a daily rhythm. They've been on the island for a minute. Most days, you got a sunrise. They do some stuff in the morning, and then they chill midday when the sun is at the hottest. Then we got a little bit of afternoon work, and everybody hits a sack pretty early. Now, still, the little ones and big ones still keep to themselves mostly. The little ones are still got, they got, they got, they got stomach problems. Like, they're going to Chili's every day, dude. They are eating raw fruit. They're not having a great time, and they're still having nightmares. 
To keep themselves busy, the Little Ones have built a complex town of sandcastles at the Lagoon Beach. They're not expected to help that much. They're like they're like six-year-old kids. So they build a bunch of sandcastles. It's nice. They put railway lines, fake roads, the whole thing. Now at the beginning of Chapter 4, there are three Little Ones, Percival, Johnny, and Henry, all playing in this sandcastle town, just keeping themselves busy. Two hunters, Roger and Maurice, come down from the mountain. They were on bonfire duty, but they have come down now. Now, Roger and Maurice walk through Sandcastle Town, and as they're doing that, Roger punts one of the sandcastles as hard as he can on his way to the water. Maurice does the same, but Maurice feels bad about it as he walks in, into the water. You know, like Roger did it first, then Maurice did it, and he's like, oh, I shouldn't have done that shit. God damn it. Anyway, the little one Percival starts crying pretty hard. And then he, you know, he's had a rough day, I guess. And then he just walks away from Sandcastle Town. That was a little too much for him. Now, Hunter Roger, as he's in the water, starts throwing rocks at the little one Henry. Right? Henry hadn't walked. Percival left. The little guy, Henry's still there. So Roger's like, I already blasted your castle. Here comes some rocks, dude. But he, Roger's throwing them as a joke. He's not throwing them anywhere, like, only within about six feet of Henry's body. He just wanted to scare him a little bit. And finally, Henry catches it, like, understands what's happening, and then looks over at Roger. They have a laugh about it. Henry forgives the the sandcastle thing. Everything's fine. It's okay. Now, the leader of the hunters, Jack Maradu, comes down to the beach using a big leaf, and he shows the fellow hunter, Roger, who's in the water already, two different types of clay soil samples. Now, Jack has used a giant leaf to collect different types of dirt, and he comes down, he shows Roger, and he's like, hey, look at this. This is for hunting. We're going to use it as camouflage. Or he calls it dazzle paint, which I believe uh, the British called camouflage in World War II when they were painting destroyers. Dazzle paint, camouflage. Anyway, so Jack's like, I got these two different types of dirt. I also got a charcoal stick on it that we can use to make lines. We're going to put camouflage on to kill one of these pigs, dude. Jack rubs the charcoal stick under both of his eyes like he's in an Under Armour commercial, and then he checks his look in the water. Hates it. Was not right. Too much for him, I guess. Puts a bunch of water on his face, washes it off. Tries camo look number two. Takes it a little bit more serious. It's like a Rambo type thing here. He takes the charcoal stick and he traces it from his right ear down across his face diagonally. And it ends up like on the left side of his neck a little bit. He then goes and checks his new look in the water. He loves it so much that he gets like a trance-like Zoolander fired up to go on the hunt and kill something going. He loves this second camouflage look. So Jack is possessed and he's going to go kill something. He's going to rally everybody up. We got to go get that pig now. Look at me, dude. I look good. A few hours later, Ralph, Piggy, and Maurice, and a few others lounging around in the lagoon. Right? Piggy tossed out an idea to Ralph, and he's like, hey, you know what I was thinking? We could make a clock using a stick to create a sundial pretty easily. And Ralph's like, yeah, and then we'll make a TV and an airplane. How about that? And Piggy's like, no, dude, I'm serious. It's not, I, sundial's not hard. We have a sun. We got some sticks. We could totally do this. Maurice hears this conversation and as a way to totally blow off Piggy's idea, rips a huge cannonball into the lagoon, just physically jumps his way out of the conversation. Ralph then scans the horizon and he jumps up because he, he sees something and he points hard. 
Ralph starts screaming, smoke, smoke, there's a ship. Right? Maurice and Peggy look up in the direction where Ralph sat, far off in the distance, and there's a small plume of smoke and a small dot in the water. It was a ship. So Peggy starts going nuts. He's like, are they going to see our smoke? Ralph looks up on the mountaintop where there's supposed to be a fire and there's no smoke coming from the mountain. Ralph bolts for the mountain. The other boy's running after him. Ralph screams over his shoulder to get Piggy's glasses. Ralph arrives at the fire, but it's completely dead. Now there's a large pile of kindling next to the fire, but it's not lit. It's just fuel. There's no fire going on right now, and this boat is, is barely on the horizon. By the time they get the glasses up on the kindling, the ship has now disappeared over the horizon, and they've missed an opportunity to be rescued. Crestfallen, Ralph, Peggy, Maurice are up by the fire pit area, and they spot Jack Maridu and the hunters in marching formation coming towards the fire. And they're holding a dead pig on a stick and chanting, Kill the pig, cut her throat, spill the blood. Now Jack reaches Ralph at the fire pit first, and he's excited. Look, we killed a pig. I told you I was going to do it. Look at this thing. Now we got meat. Can't wait. Look at this thing. You should have been there, dude. Look at this. Ralph doesn't react. Just sits there. And then finally deadpans to Jack. You let the fire go out. And Jack's still excited. He's like, yeah, we had to have everybody for the hunt to make a circle. These things are quick, man. It's it. The fire's only been out for like an hour or two. We'll relight it. You should have seen the blood down there, man. Ralph's still quiet. And then it erupts and is like, there was a ship, dude. There was a ship out there. And you said you'd keep the fire going. And it went out. There was a ship out on the water. All three of us saw it. There's no fire going. That ship could have came here and taken us home. And Peggy can't even handle listening to this. He He's like, we could have gone home. Ralph's like, there was a ship, man. And Jack, half apologizing, but still really excited, is like, hey, we needed everyone. And Ralph says, look, you could have had everyone once the shelters were done, remember? And Jack's not really in the mood to put up with this, so Jack smears blood on his forehead, left to right, using the blade of his knife, and then steps forward. Instead of going for Ralph, Jack drops Piggy with a body shot and then slaps him on the back of the head as he's going down, which knocks Piggy's glasses off of his face onto some rocks and it breaks one of the lenses of the glasses. Piggy shouts like, my specs, I only, come on man, I only got one eye now. Just you wait, dude, just, and so Piggy's threatening Jack now. And everybody's laughing at Piggy's misfortune and also empty threats. They don't think he can do anything to him. Ralph steps up to put an end to this, gets in Jack's face, and he's like, that was a dirty trick. And Jack backs down. He's like, all right, all right, all right. My bad, my bad. And then Ralph calmly commands Jack, all right, relight the fire. 
To which Jack says, okay, and then starts building the fire energetically as a way to be penitent, you know, as a way to say sorry and look good in the eyes of like the rest of the kids. Be like, oh, I made a mistake. He starts building the fire energetically. As this is happening, Ralph stays silent and doesn't move. Once the fire is ready to be lit, Ralph politely goes up to Piggy and gets the glasses off him to light the fire. Before he takes the glasses off of Piggy, he says, I'll bring them right back. Ralph lights the fire, and Jack and the hunters do put the pig over the fire and do their best to roast the pig. Now, Ralph has some meat, and Piggy's like, hey, can I get some meat? And Jack, Jack doesn't want to take anything from Piggy. So Jack snaps back at Piggy like, hey, you did not help hunt the same way you did not help with the fire. So you do not get any meat. And Ralph just quietly stares down Jack to make sure he wants to say those words to Piggy. And then Jack goes up and he cuts off a big piece of meat and he throws it down in front of Simon. And then Ralph already has his big piece, and eventually Piggy gets a small piece of of pork from the fire. Even though Jack at first didn't want to give it to him. There's some real tension between Piggy and Jack here. At the end of the meal, Ralph hasn't talked the whole time. He's still pretty upset about what happened with the ship. And he announces, I'm calling an assembly with the conch. Right now, down by the water. I don't care if it's dark. We are going to have a meeting. And that is the end of chapter four. That establishes our characters and our setting for William Golding's Lord of the Flies. Guys, thank you for listening to the show. Hope you have a rad weekend, and I'll talk to you later on. All right, I'll see you guys.